This is Dean Mathis, the Director of Capital Ministries, Michigan. I don't know about you, but at this time of the year, I am just caught up in the flurry of purchasing gifts. Gifts for family, gifts for friends, deciding who needs to be included and who does not necessarily need to be included in this year's gift distribution. The buying of gifts to take to parties for exchanges, etc., etc. There's just this flurry at this time of the year because of our Christmas traditions about gift giving. In fact, American retailers gauge their survival of many of their businesses on what happens during the Christmas season. And so uh, Christmas is an extremely important economic part of our lives. But why this emphasis on gift giving? Well, it goes back to what Christmas is. It is the coming of God in human form into human history. It is the incarnation of God through the miracle of the virgin conception, the virgin birth. And we have among us a Messiah, an anointed one, a real man who also happens to be God in human form. He did not have a human father, but he did most certainly have a human mother. He had a real body. He was a real live human being. He left footprints in the sand when he walked. He slept. He wept. He died. He subsequently was raised from the dead by the power of God, who is himself, and demonstrated that his death on the cross was a vicarious atonement for our sins. And the Bible says that this is the gift. Every element of gift-giving impulse flows out of the fact that God is a giver. He gave us the world, first of all, by creating it. He is a creative, giving God. That's why Jesus said, it is more blessed, it is more wonderful to give than to receive, because giving is a part of the nature of God. But during the Christmas season, we need to zero in on the fact that we can't outgive God. And our giving, whether it is for celebration, for family and friends, it's also expressions of love, or we're giving to charity, or to our churches. All of these things are an outflow of the greatest gift of all that God has given us, which is himself in the person of Jesus Christ. Our text is Romans 6.23, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now we're going to come back to that verse in just a bit, but before we do that, I want us to look at some other emphases in the New Testament around this concept of the gift. The whole idea of gift giving in our Christian culture comes from a single verse in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. And it reads this way, after coming into the house, and that's talking about the Magi, the wise men who had traveled from the Babylonian area to Jerusalem to find the Messiah, the King of the Jews. They were led by the Shekinah glory. It's called a star, but the Greek word just means shining. And it could not be a literal star like our sun, like a ball of gas, or it would have destroyed the planet. But it actually moved from east to west, north to south. And then the text tells us that it actually stood over the very house where the Holy Family was living. So it is a shining, brilliant manifestation of luminosity that is called a star. But it just means shining thing, shining experience. 
And so they were guided by the Shekinah glory, which is the glory of God, saying at various points in history, at various times, this is where you find God. The Shekinah glory was in the Holy of Holies. The Shekinah glory was in the burning bush of Moses. The Shekinah glory was manifested in the transfiguration of Jesus. The Shekinah glory is seen on the day of Pentecost with what looked like tongues of fire resting upon the believers as the gift of the Holy Spirit was given that to indwell everyone who believes in Jesus, so on and so on and so on. So that's what the star of Bethlehem was. It is that brilliant, shining manifestation of the glory of God. It was also present when the shepherds saw it. The heavens were filled with the glory of God. It was a bright, shining light, brighter than the noonday sun in the middle of the night. And these shepherds were told by the angels to go to Bethlehem and find this newborn baby and that's what they did so it's just God's way of saying this is where you find me now and so where you find God now in the biblical account about the birth of Jesus is in Jesus Christ himself so in Matthew chapter 2 verse 11 it says after coming into the house they saw the child with Mary his mother and they fell to the ground and worshiped him they worshiped him as God he is the God man Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In homage and in worship, they came a great distance and at great expense to lay before the Messiah, the Christ, which the Greek word means the same as the Hebrew word Messiah, these precious gifts as a tribute to the fact that they believed the biblical accounts. They were disciples, basically, of a guy named Daniel, who had been a captive, who had been one of them, a magi, and uh, part of Daniel's prophetic book was written in their language, Aramaic. I don't have time to go into that, all of that study, which is interesting in and of itself. In John chapter 3, verse 16, we read one of the most well-known and famous verses in all the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, there's that gift again, that he gave. What what did God give us? The supreme gift God gives us is Jesus Christ himself. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So the gift of God is eternal life, but that eternal life comes through believing in Jesus. Of course, Christmas means Christ's mass. It is the celebration of the Eucharist, the giving of Jesus of himself on the cross for our sins. But it says, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. This is the judgment that light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds are evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Here recently in the political realm of our country and in the media, one leader after another has been exposed for his evil deeds. And it's become a terrible, almost routine, sadly, scandal among us. But God's antidote to all of that is to give us forgiveness of those sins. But we have to believe in Jesus Christ because 
It is through believing that the death of Christ was a full atonement for our sins that we can ever be cleansed of our sin because we have to admit that we are sinners and then we have to receive the free gift of grace of God through Jesus Christ in order to have those sins removed. But it is a gift that God wants us to have and God wants us to receive. Jesus is the gift. John 4.10, in one of the most precious interviews to me in all of the Bible where Jesus is talking to the most outcast person you could possibly imagine, the woman at the well, an adulterous, socially shunned woman And Jesus is having a conversation with her. She is not only shunned, but she's also a Samaritan. These are people that the Jews didn't have anything to do with. But in that conversation, Jesus tells her something about himself. In John chapter 4, verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift, there's that word again, If you knew the gift of God who says to you, give me a drink, You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Jesus is saying to her, if you knew who you were talking to, because Jesus had asked her for a drink of water, and she had had a little conversation with him. But he said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would have asked him, because he's going to give you living water. Now, he was referring to the eternal life that comes when we believe in Jesus, and the Holy Spirit enters our lives and dwells within us and is the living manifestation of this eternal life. That's what he's talking about, the the entering of the Holy Spirit into our spirit. She got it, and she goes back to the village to uh, report to the villagers, I met a man who told me everything I ever did. Jesus didn't know her, but he knew all about her. And they came out, and they became believers in him because he spent several days with them, teaching them. In Romans chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, we read this. For all have sinned, that means I've sinned, you've sinned, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. We've all sinned, but we can be made right with God. We can be justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. In Romans chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, it says this, But the free gift, there's that word again, is not like the transgression. He's talking about the fact that when God created Adam, he created all of us because we all come out of Adam and Eve. But when they sinned, this sin nature now becomes our nature through the process of biological transference at birth. But the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one, one man, One couple, the many died because that's the consequence of sin is spiritual as well as physical death. Much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. So through the single disobedient act of Adam and Eve and disobeying God's only command that he gave them in the Garden of Eden initially, all of us inherited spiritual death and separation from God. But through Jesus Christ, the grace of God now can abound to those who believe in him, can abound to the many. The gift is not like that which came to the one who sinned. For on the one hand, the judgment arose from one transgression, resulting in condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift arose from many transgressions, resulting in justification. So Jesus coming and living the perfect life that he lived as a human being, as the God-man, then dies on the cross, he can give redemption for all of our sins. 
because he is the infinite God as well as a human being. And so the free gift comes to us through Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is Christmas. I hope you understand that. Jesus is the reason we have this explosion of celebration. The reason we have something like the book by Dickens, The Christmas Carol. All of that flows out of this wonderful realization that we are redeemed, we are forgiven, we are given eternal life, not because we earn it, because we can't, but because it is a gift of God. Romans 6.23 said this, The wages of sin is death. Now, when we go to work, whether it's we're salaried or whether we work by the hour or whatever, when we go to work, we expect to earn an agreed-upon wage. And there is a wage for sin, and that wage is death. It means spiritual death, which is separation from God. It means physical death eventually. And it means an eternal experience of death. We are made in the image of God. From the moment we are conceived, from that point forward, we are eternal. We do not ever cease to be. But we can live in a state of death now and in eternity. And people who do not know Christ are literally, spiritually dead. They're dead to something. That's why they don't like Jesus. That's why they hide their sins, because they are dead. And the wages of sin is death, and it includes eventual separation from God, what we would call hell. But the free gift of God is eternal life. It's forgiveness of all sin. It is eternity together with God in heaven. It is all of those great blessings which the Bible talks about. And that would be the subject of a study that would take us months to cover all that lies in the future for those who believe in Jesus. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now let's analyze all that that says. In Christ Jesus. Okay. The word Christ means Messiah. A king in Israel like David was a Messiah in the sense that he was anointed. He was appointed by God. and He was anointed by a man of God like Samuel as the king. And so it just means anointed one. It also meant that the word Christ means the same thing in Greek. It just means anointed one. One who is given recognition as the Messiah, the king. So it has to be a human being. And different ones are called messiahs. But there is a singular messiah who will come as the savior of mankind, and that's Jesus Christ. That messiah is Jesus. In Christ Jesus, in Messiah Jesus, Jesus is the man. Now, Jesus' name is the same as the word Joshua, which means Yahweh saves, or I am saved. So Jesus' name means the one who comes in the name of God, to save us. But in Jesus' case, is the one who is God to save us. But he's also the Christ. He's a real man. So he's a God-man. And then to drive that home, it says, our Lord. Now, the word Lord there is the word Adonai, which is a synonym that they use for God without actually saying God. So that whole verse is the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in the Messiah, who is Jesus, who is God. Jesus is the man who is also God in 
incarnate. That, my friend, is what Christmas is all about. It is about that gift that God wants to give us. Isn't that wonderful? God is the great giver. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. You've been given this gift of eternal life by believing that something is true. You've been saved through faith. That not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. There's that word again. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one should boast. Heaven would just be flat out unbearable if it were possible for any of us to earn it. Heaven will be a place of supreme joy and gratitude because we will know forever on a moment-by-moment basis that we are there because of God just loves us. He flat out loves us. And he wants all men everywhere to have this wonderful gift of eternal life. And I do not understand the mystery of free will, why some men resist this pulling of God toward them. And I don't have any way to know how to mentally uh, penetrate that mystery, how God in his sovereign grace reaches out to all men. But at the same time, God in his sovereign love allows men to say no if they want to. It's just a really amazing tribute that God pays to our independence and our freedom. So I would encourage you that if you've not settled that issue in your life, that you would understand that this Christmas season, the gift you need to open is the gift of eternal life, the forgiveness of all your sins and the surrender of yourself to God because God wants to give you himself in the person of Jesus Christ. And you have that by being convinced that it's true, that he is the son of God and that he died on the cross for your sins and that he rose from the dead and that he himself is the gift of God. And when you believe in him, when you trust him for eternal life, when you trust him with your soul, he enters your life via the Holy Spirit. Now, that's not necessarily something we feel. It is a fact because it's based upon a promise that God made that if you believe in him, you will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You'll receive the filling of the Holy Spirit. You'll be sealed by the Holy Spirit unto eternal life. Forgiveness of sin and the full reward of God is given to you at the moment you believe in Jesus. Now, when we receive that gift, and we become the children of God through faith in Christ. Then the Spirit of God living within us wants to bring out of us in our new nature in Christ Jesus good works. And this is where all of the charity, all of the goodwill, all of the concern about human rights and all of that that has grown out of Christian culture has come from. It has come from Jesus Christ himself living in the hearts of people who believe in him. And wherever a significant minority of people open this gift and receive it and appropriate it into their own lives, that world, that culture, that country is different. It is changed. That town, that family. And in it, the gift of God then flows out through human beings. Not in a perfect form, of course. We still have the capacity to sin. But it is manifest among us that God has visited us. Do not forget that the free gift of God 
this Christmas season is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Merry Christmas, and may God bless you.